we're not recording. Yeah, this is a uh, test. It's, uh, well, almost 8 o'clock here. Sure, just a hair past. <laughs> it's about 8.06. And um, what? My watch is, oh, damn. Watch it. Oh, you got to switch that. It's a little slow. Thank you for tuning in to the ZachSharif.com podcast. I had a great time recording my first episode with my good friend, Connor Reichenbach. We began by talking about one of my favorite things to collect, vinyl records. I think I have probably around 20 now, which I'm really happy about. And some of them aren't mine. I've stolen some of them, which isn't good. But From stores or? From friends. I, don't, I never thought that that would be a thing. Like, oh, I'm going to bring... When I had the vinyl player in Pullman, people would bring records from home, like their parents' records, things like that. If and it's in Pullman, it they didn't count. ask about I it, mean, so I, I kept it. I have probably three hundred dollars worth of video games that aren't Pullman. yours. No, be, because my roommates bought them. You, you you have this grin on your face. It's so excited that you got away with it. You want to admit it all? This is not an amnesty <laughs> podcast. Yeah. No, this is nice. I thought this would be like a lot. Are you comfy? Do you, you can what I like to do is sit against the back of that. Yeah. Because there's and you feel free use the pillows. Oh, no. Are you sure? Are you a, are you a hard pillow guy or a soft pillow guy? Uh, soft. I like to kind of jam it under my like have my arm halfway through in there. Oh oh, can like, you sleep like that without your arm falling asleep? I was trying to picture. No, it definitely falls asleep. <laughs> Oh, so you, that's just how you get comfy and you, then eventually. Yeah. And, then, and then it's you wake up every two hours having to flip over and change yourself arms. or the pillow. Oh, the arms. The arms, yeah. Oh, I'm facing both ways. I can't do that. I'm very, I'm consistently shocked going to sleep on my back and waking up on my stomach. I don't know when it happens, but it happens every night. Now, do you find yourself, you have some, I have to make my bed every day. Every morning. Every, uh, I make my bed every morning. Just something natural to do. But did you do it because you saw some video that said you're more motivated to do it? Or it's just something you've always done? I absolutely done? watched that video. Were you making your bed before you saw that? Oh, no. Absolutely really? Not. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the are one. You that's, are you swayed by propaganda? I wouldn't call it. That, that's not Facebook propaganda. That's not the Russians. It's, it's not. A, <laughs> you don't know what's coming from the troll factories these days. <laughs> Can we think about a more aggressive name for for somebody putting up pictures with bad fonts? The, the Troll Factory just reminds me of that South Park. I'm not a big South Park guy. Well, then we'll have to watch that once. Sure. I'm in. Thanks for joining, Connor. It's good to have you on the podcast. Pleasure. You know, I, I really appreciate you you in, inviting me, and, you know, hopefully I make a good impression. I'll, I'll be back. Well, you've got a face for the, the podcast, for sure. That, that goes without saying. No, I'm excited. It's the inaugural episode. I don't know how long these things are going to be. I don't know if it'll continue in the format that we're going to do it in. But I'm excited to find out with you. So thanks for coming on. Of course. Let's, let's jump right into it. We're, a lot of what we want to talk about is sports. And today, shameless plug, I'm a big shameless plug guy. That's a shout-out to Parker Gross. It's my favorite phrase he's ever used. I'm going to shamelessly plug an article I put out on my website about Ernie Kent and Washington State University basketball and the fire sale that's going on right now. I'm curious, what do you think is going on in Pullman with you've got two players leaving, one for the draft, one is transferring for what seems like a better opportunity somewhere else. 
You've got rumors of two more guys leaving. You've got a coach that must have the best agent in the world to sign the contract that he did. And you've got a new athletic director that can't add to this looming deficit without letting this coach go, but can't make the team any better until he's gone. So what do you make of all of this? You know, just a, a tough situation in, in Pullman. Uh, I mean, with your best player, Malachi Flynn, threatening to leave. I mean, who's, who's going who's gonna to take that program? Who does uh, any new, um, you know, anyone that's looking to come to Washington State to play basketball at, um, they see just a team, a, a team of shambles at this point. So not making Ernie Kent's job any easier of recruiting for Pullman. Um, I mean, a, a tough school to recruit for, especially for basketball. I don't see this program turning around in the next, I mean, I think he's still under contract for the next three years. You know, I, I don't see this becoming a winning program until, you know, for the next five years. 11th in the Pac-12. Where's the silver lining behind this? I mean, I mean, there has to be some sort of, you know, we're, we're Cougs. We, we both know that we're losing. There's always a, a glimmer of hope. Yeah, but we're good at, we're good at finding one that isn't there. <laughs> I think that that's, that's the part. That's the silver lining of the silver linings. No, but I think you're, the point that you make about where is the silver lining, I don't know that there is one. In the article, I, t- I talked about Ernie Kent bringing in Ed Haskins, which I think is the best thing that he's done. The former Garfield High School head coach, assistant coach for the Cook basketball team now, he's the first direct link to any Seattle talent that the school has had. I remember seeing friends of mine in high school get recruited to go to WCU and deciding I don't want to go there because I don't think I could survive that kind of environment. The high school, I mean, even just what we thought WCU would be like compared to what it was like when we got there, there were a lot of things that were true. There were a lot of things that weren't true about the day-to-day life. And we aren't athletes, obviously, if you've met us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Connor's an avid bowler, but uh, I don't know. If we'll get counts. to that later. I don't know that there's a silver lining. And I think that that's what makes it so difficult because what do you do? Do you eat the cost that it would take to remove what appears to be a, a poison at, in, at the top of this team and the head coach? You know, Pat Chun has got to be facing what might be his hardest decision as AD within the first three months of even being in the job. It seems like if you look at it on Twitter, and I think it's the case with most ADs, they're mainly focused on the football program, mm-hmm. and that's where they're going to get the donations, um, and that's where it almost seems like the most, I wouldn't say drastic step needs, needs to be taken, but um, the most amount of effort and time because we want to see this 10, 11, 12, one football team how much money does a basketball team bring in just just through donations? I, I'm really curious to see um, with these like Cougar athletic fundraiser events and the CAF, what percentage of that is mainly driven to the basketball compared to the football. I think a, as an athletic director, you really, I mean, obviously you have to look at every single sport, both men and women's, um, and take a look at, at how much is being spent and how much is, is being brought in and really what went to cut a cord. Um, and, sure. and when to when to say, okay, this is just not worth our, our time anymore, maybe to invest in, in Ernie Kent. Um, I, I do like what you said about bringing in a young gun. I mean, bring in somebody that is, shows that he still has that passion and, and, and flame, and maybe that's something that's just burnt out by Ernie Kent being the, the past few years here. Maybe it's just he, he's no longer got that same drive that he did at Oregon, and that brought them to the program really that they are today. 
So with all of this in mind, do you see any issue on the front of the players that are leaving? And I say this in regards to an article that was published on Fan today uh, that I know you and I both saw a lot of backlash to on Twitter. It was a commentary piece, uh, something about Malachi Flynn should be ashamed of himself for leaving because he had no offers to go to a D1 school and play basketball other than Washington State. And now that he's leaving, he should feel indebted to the university. What do you, what do you make of that? Uh, I mean, th- that's just ridiculous. I mean, you, you are bashing a athlete, uh, a student athlete, first off, that, um, again, if, if we're going to get on the whole NCAA thing, is, is you know, there for, for his education, and he's leaving because he wants to pursue a better opportunity for his career. Um, and, and if that's transferring to a, another team, then, you know, that's going to be a better fit for him and um, potentially going to help him play in the NBA and, and in that upper level. I mean, how, how can you do that? You expect that, I mean, granted, I think it was what, University of Pacific gave him a, an offer um, and, and their D3 there, but no D1 school even batted an eye at him. And yeah, Ernie Kent did him a, a huge favor by extending him a scholarship. But that's what WSU does, the football team as well. I mean, a, a lot of the players that um, helped propel that football team into what they are today were not these blue-chip and, and five-star recruits. Um, I think that if you're WSU and, and you're Ernie Kent, you look at, you know, you had this great player with, with Malachi Flynn, uh, but you didn't build anything around him. Um, you let him become a, a great athlete and, and a great player but by not providing any support, uh, you know, I think he viewed it as he was plateauing uh, when he really is just beginning to start that climb. I think you're right, though. The point that you said about he didn't have any offers and Ernie Kent had to do that, it's, it's the same thing that we're coming back to where you have to provide an opportunity for someone that isn't being afforded that because they have as much to lose as you do. Clearly, that strategy has paid off because Ernie Kent found this amazing point guard that nobody else was looking at. He had another player that was being held off in Franks, who's, who was this year's Pac-12 most improved player of the year, who was hoping to go to the draft, sign an agent, and, and get drafted. And these guys weren't looked at by anywhere else. And even if they were, they chose to come bring their, their talent to WCU and clearly they've decided this isn't the best opportunity for them anymore. Well, and, and isn't that also part of the American dream? I mean, where, where you have you start from nothing and then you kind of climb your way up, up the ladder. In this case, it, it took him two years um, to, to understand, and, and he goes, okay, you know, in order for me to be successful in the future, I need, I need to leave. And again, that's, you know, you have to do what's best for yourself. Uh, you can't always think about the, the bigger picture. Again, like I said, what that program was building around him was was nothing. He couldn't succeed in that in, in the future. And now I, I have a segment that I am almost guaranteed to not use again. <laughs> but I like the idea of some consistency in the show. Uh, I'm going to call this one, Kill One, Keep One. Very original. Nobody's ever done anything like this before. So, Reich, you're an avid music fan. Uh, I know you are a huge fan of both of these artists. Kill One, 
keep one. The Dave Matthews Band. Is there a the? Is it is it the Dave Matthews? Dave Matthews Dave, Dave Band. Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. Or Chance the Rapper. You know, uh, you'd think that that would be a, a tough question for myself. Uh, I am a, a big fan of both. Are you saying it's not a tough it's, question? I mean, that's an easy one for me. It's just get rid of Chance. You know, I'm I'm sorry. This is my first podcast, and you can't give me a hot take. I, I, I can't. Everybody knows you're going to say Dave. Well, yeah. I kind of thought you'd come in with a Skip Bayless attitude and, and just lay the hammer. I thought you were vying for a co-host spot, <laughs> but no. You well, give the people well, what they expected. You know, yeah, you know, give me, uh, give me a, a question that uh, that is not going to be so easy next time. You, you, you know, I mean, Chance is great, and uh, I think he he does a lot for the city of Chicago as a whole. Uh, but uh, you know, I saw him uh, in Vegas uh, this year. Well, last year uh, at the Life Is Beautiful Festival, and I saw him at Sasquatch the the same year um, as well. And his, both his, his two shows were just uh, a little too gospely. Um, you know, it's a, a little too preachy. Um, and you know, I mean, it seems like he's kind of found God and um, with his daughter and his family and everything, which is great. But I mean, I, I love the the ten day. I love the acid rap. Um, you know, I I don't want I don't want to hear blessings as much as I want to hear smoke again. You know, you want the rascal chance back. Yeah, I, I want the I want the one who, uh, you know, who got suspended. Uh, I don't want the the one who's going around blessing people. Stop giving your money to public schools. Start start slanging drugs. No. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I mean, he's. He's this big inspiration for for other rappers. He does these things in uh, in Chicago where you know you present your public or your student idea and then they rap. What are they gonna rap about? You know, it's, it's like it's like Christian rock, but with a, <laughs> a little R and B. Chance the rapper's gotten a little bit too soft. Yeah, you? well, well Chance, yeah, you know. So Dave, it's Dave Matthews that gives you the edge. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's really he's wow. Well, okay. It was more of a landslide than I thought it would be. But, okay, I have, I have another one for you. Dave Matthews Band. No, the. No, the. Or bowling. You can only have one. You have to kill the game of bowling or kill Dave Matthews. <laughs> well, Band. that would also mean killing Pete Weber, which would just be difficult. <laughs> I mean, the man's uh, a local legend. Is he on your... What's the monument? What am I thinking of? Uh, Mount Rushmore. Is he? Yes, thank you. Is he on your Rushmore of athletes, Pete Weber? Well, probably. I, I mean, who do you think you are? I am. Uh, you know, the man's just an incredible feat. I mean, he's the John Daly of, of bowlers. But to, to get back to your point, uh, you know, I, I have picked up bowling uh, in the past, uh, I'd say, about eight months. Actually, all started, I, I moved... Uh, about two blocks away from a bowling alley, uh, and over shameless plug, like like you said, West Seattle Bowl. It's a great um, establishment. It's wonderful. Uh, I mean, great workers, uh, a great atmosphere, um, and I, I really have come to love the game of bowling. The game. The game. Yeah. It is a game. It, it's it's. Is a, that a Reichenbach a, stamp? It's a game for me. That's a Reichenbach stamp. It's. Uh, I think. It's, is golf a game? Golf is a sport. And bowling is a game. Bowling is a game. I mean, okay. there's 
think I don't disagree. Physical I, activity is in golf. Well, to to discredit the amount of form needed for a, a constant strike, Reichenbach. <laughs> this seems unlikely. I mean, that is a thirteen to fifteen pound ball you're picking up every time, or your spare ball, which we can get into that. But those logistics, they they deserve a podcast of their own. <laughs> But no, but I, I, yeah, I'd say bowling is more of a game. Much like I almost think of it like cornhole. You're not seeing where I'm going with this. Well, cornhole is a game, but I yeah. don't, I don't know that I would be. Uh, yes, I guess okay, they, okay. they exist what, in the same what, world. What sport? What sport would you go do for for a child's birthday party? I'm just trying to think of really extreme paintball. Without a sport. Uh, paintball's not a sport. That's a hobby. It's not a game? I don't know. It's something that causes that much phys- physical damage. Well, football's a game. Well, football's yeah, a sport. Football's a sport. Now, I wouldn't classify paintball as a game. It's a hobby. You go paintballing. You go bowling. Is that a hobby? Bowling's a hobby. A hobby can be a game. <laughs> But uh, you and might. a game can be Your a sport. Your tires are spinning. No, 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 in the no, dirt. no, no. Listen, a hobby can be a game, and a game can be a sport. But a sport can't be a hobby, except what golf. <laughs> it all comes. Closer. That is kind of like the Illuminati. I mean, that can go in all three. Wow, I did not expect you to, th- to say that bowling was a game. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a difference in you, like, recording Reich and conversational Reich? Uh, no. The, I mean, the only difference, I'd probably make a few more distasteful jokes, but that's about it. <laughs> Something for- you, you tell me, what percentage of yourself are you giving to the recording? I'm giving ni- at least 90%, yeah. But you think there's a 10 you're leaving out just the, out of fear? There, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'd say out of fear. I guess I would take an A-. I'll take an A-, Connor. You get an A-. Better than a B. Let's talk hockey. <laughs> Let's. You and I have committed ourselves to the upcoming to-be-named to Seattle hockey team. We are future potential season ticket holders. Neither of us are avid hockey fans. Can I say that? We like hockey. We really do. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm convincing myself when I say that. I know that I like hockey. But to say that I'm a big hockey fan, I'd be lying. Would you agree with that? No, I I, I think you're I like the sport of hockey. Hockey is a sport, not a game. It's a sport. Sure. And, you know, I, I think when when we talked about getting these tickets, it was really... Uh, I mean, it, it was such a cool experience to say, hey, you know, we could be, you know, the very first season ticket holders for this. And TV does not do it justice. Mm-hmm. You can watch the NFL, you can watch the NBA. And th- there's a difference from watching it in person. But I think, in my opinion, hockey has, has that biggest difference where you are watching a live, you have so much more respect for the game uh, and the athletes uh, that are out there as well. They're insane. Hockey players are crazy people. Can you skate? No. I get to this point every year in November where I am, I can ice skate. Oh, yeah, I can do it. I got it. And then I get out there, and I, I don't realize until I'm on the ice. And by on the ice, I mean I have fallen on the ice that I cannot do this. 
I did uh, I did not go skating this year. I'll I'll be honest. I, I didn't go out, but I think kind of to to that point, it was like I I know that I'm not I know that I'm not good. I'm not graceful out there. Why bother? Sure. Why get Why get shown up by uh, an eight year old that's been doing it for? A few well, there's years. always people there that want to pr- to shove it in your face that their kids can skate better than you. No. But that's why they don't have any friends. <laughs> can I that's, use that? Oh, you can use that. Okay. It's not a child-friendly podcast. So what what are you most excited for uh, in the uh, 2020 inaugural season? I think you nailed it on the head when you said just being a part of something that isn't there before. As Seattle sports fans growing up, we watched the Sonics get taken away. The, we have watched, we continue to watch the Mariners perpetually Get us about only been, luke, lukewarm excited. Only been seventeen years. Don't Just worry. a casual seventeen. <laughs> the Seahawks have had a championship window open, and I, I think close. I think that that's done, and we haven't had basketball or or hockey at all. And to our point of not being big hockey fans, we like the game a lot, and it's something that I think I'm definitely watching more now that I know that it's a possibility that this will be here. And knowing that we can be a part of it from the beginning makes, I think it makes it special. When the Sounders came to town in uh, in junior high, I remember seeing a lot of my friends' parents get tickets. And it was cool to see them go to the games, get the scarves, and be a part of that from the beginning. And when you think about how many more opportunities we're going to see that, that happen in this city as this city grows, I mean, this has got to be the second to last, right? Because what's left after the NHL, the NBA? And after yeah. that, what I mean, there's nothing left to expand. We have everything else, right? Including, you have a, a rugby team with the Sea Wolves, and you uh, have a lingerie football team with the Mist. <laughs> well, let's not forget the Storm. Connor, can you tell me a little bit about the bet that you have to complete? I guess the the wager that you've lost that you'll be partaking in this upcoming Storm sure. season. Sure. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, as most. Um, adults who, who are right out of college, a good way to stay in contact with some college friends is through fantasy sports. Um, oh, is that why you do it? <laughs> no, it's mainly for the money <laughs> that I like to throw away every season with that uh, with that fee. But I joined a st- stupidly joined a fantasy baseball league. I did not realize how much time and effort you'd have to put in that. Very different than than football, um, just because you're looking at it every day. So about two weeks into the league, I just kind of gave up, um, you know. But I would always, I would always look at it, but really would never pay attention. Well, the uh, the loser of the league, which went to the liquor, my team. That was the, your team name, the yeah, liquor. Yeah. Is that a trailer park boy? It, shout it out? was a trailer park boy shout out. Yeah, I didn't change it at all in two years. Okay. Um, really stayed strong to my roots. It was a Leahy tribute, is what it was. Yes. Yeah, rest, rest in peace. In peace. So I have to uh, attend a Storm game, uh, Seattle Storm, the WNBA team, uh, at what is formerly known as Key Arena. Not it's sure. not known that anymore. Well, that? it is. It's just free publicity right now because Key Arena is. Oh, they're not. Key Bank a, isn't paying. We want to make. Anymore. Let's yeah. make this very clear that <laughs> Key Bank and Key Arena are in no way sponsoring yeah. this podcast. It is the arena formerly known as, much like Prince, rest in peace, or Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always be Ron Artest to me. So I have to go, I have to pick a, a Storm game, and I will be periscoping it, probably via my Twitter, 
Twitter handle at Conreich. Oh, yes, you should have. Please, promote yourself as you please. And uh, and my Facebook. But I, I have to periscope the first quarter and the fourth quarter to prove that I was there for the entire time. Oh, well, and it's just watching great basketball. Sure. Probably will go on one of the bobble at nights. Uh, haven't decided which player yet. Uh, and then we will just go uh, enjoy a few adult beverages at uh, Leonard's, the local... <laughs> the local brew pub. <laughs> the, the local spot for malts at, sure. uh, at Green Lake. It's a great establishment, putting shots. Um, but no, I, I am excited. I'm, no, I'm looking forward to seeing, A, how many people actually attend these games. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't attended a Swim game, I think, since I was about 10. Going back to hockey, too, uh, I had a, a friend of mine, Nick James. He moved to Vegas uh, after or after he graduated from WCU, same time that the Ve- that the Golden Knights were, were getting started there. Uh, and seeing what, uh, I mean, really seeing his passion for, for the game and um, just hearing what that team has done for that city. Granted, it is their first professional major sports franchise down there, so it's really given them something to, to come back on, but... Really cool to to hear him talk about it. And, I mean, they have, if this inaugural season for them is any kind of any showcasing of what the Seattle to-be-named NHL team is going to be like, I mean, wow, we're pretty lucky. Um, And and granted, some NHL purists may say, but with the expansion team, with the draft, you know, we're just loading up from players and, you know, we're not really building anything. I just... I waved my hand. They at weren't that. your players. No, I I, you're right because I've I've uh, heard a lot about how the Vegas team has a lot of really good players from the Florida Panthers that have made it tough for them to contend this year because now they're with Vegas and they, and obviously Vegas is doing very well. You you bring up a great point that there are always gonna there's always gonna be pushback, but that's expansion. I, I mean, mean that's that, what that, that was Sounders. That's sure. That's what Sounders is. and and you look at um what the uh, what. Is it Toronto FC? Yep. Um, I mean, they. when did they start? Just a few years ago, right? I think they're pretty young, too. Yeah. And you, you look at Beckham is building a team in Miami. The Sounders just kicked off their season against LAFC. They're brand mm-hmm. new. So you're right. Yeah, I the mean, Timbers, the, the Whitecaps. Uh, I mean, it's that's the nature of the of the game. You don't see new teams coming to the NBA or the, the NFL because their sports already are, are so popular and they have that market share that they don't need to to expand more. That brand's already built. Right. If there's one thing that I want to make sure that I I touch on, I think probably with everyone that comes on this show, is something reflective about yourself. Because one point that's important to me is that if I'm interviewing someone that I know, it's either I want them to highlight something I already know about them that I think should be shared, or I want them to have a platform to talk about something that's important to them. And the level at which they want to do that at is up to them. But I want to give that person that platform. One question that I'd like to ask consistently across everyone I interview is, what is something that you know now, being in a position in, in the real world, quote-unquote, as, as we call it, being an, a quote-unquote adult that you wish you would have been told more about or you wish you would have learned more about in college or in school or in, in whatever profession you... Well, something I wish I knew more about or something... something that, maybe something I, you wish you would have been told 
that you are experiencing now that you think maybe life would be better or life would be easier if if you'd known this early on? Uh, you know, w- one thing that I keep thinking about, and, and I, I think a lot of it is uh, talking about the, like with the NFL draft and, and um, even with um, the, the NBA lottery coming up is, is the dedication that some of these players are, are putting into the, to themselves and, and what they have most. They're putting everything into these careers they have fourth. And, you know, one thing that I think about, and, uh, you know, you can look back in the past and, and you can say, man, well, I, I wish I would have taken this extra step or, or I wish I, wish I would have done this more. But looking in and really not giving my full effort into into things, whether that would be school or, or if that were uh, like high school sports um, and really not dedicating myself there. Um, I, I've often kind of come to this realization of you know, why even put in the effort if you're not going to um, give it your all. Uh, and, and I know, I mean, I'm sure all of us were thinking that, you know, we're, you're 16, you're 17 years old. And if it's a, a parent or a teacher or a coach, um, lecturing you and, and saying like, you know, like, why can't, why aren't you doing this? Or, or why are you not putting everything into this? And as a, as a teenager and, and young adult, you don't have an answer. And you say, well, it's because I, I didn't want to, obviously that there's something much more deeper, deeper down there. And, and there's a reason why you really aren't, aren't putting forth that, but, uh, it doesn't seem like that kids want to acknowledge that. And uh, again, you see that that's going to impact them later on in life. So one thing that, that I've been trying to do is, is just if I'm going to commit to something, got to commit to it fully uh, and, and don't try and half-ass things because you get half-ass results. Kyle Geiger used to say, I would rather full-ass one thing than half-ass multiple things. It's a great quote. Well, he's a, he's a smart man. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today and I'm honored to have you as my first guest on this and I'm looking forward to doing this again with you soon hey you know Zach thank you for having me thank you for for all the the listeners out there as well hope to do that thank you so much for tuning into the very first episode of the ZachSharif.com podcast I hope you liked it and I'm really excited to bring you more very very soon until then check out ZachSharif.com for more and thanks again